Does anyone here have the balls to pick the Big 12 champion this year? I'll have to hold my breath until after the Red River rivalry before I hear a peep from 99% of you cowardly fucks. Stalin at least picked the two favorites to be in title game. That's a start, however weak, but a start. Okay, someone ready to step up on Big 12. I know it won't be Bayes. He's too chicken shit to pick the winner of Alabama versus Duke. Anybody out there caucus would, but he was the last one to challenge Pup. Come back, caucus. Someone challenge Pup. Another one. Way to bed. I'm out. I, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? So we were just talking off air with Dougals, and he was saying that he's never been more excited for an upcoming football season than this one, and that uh, this could be Washington's last hurrah before it all falls apart. And, uh, and then he talked about uh, what happens if we lose to Boise to open the season, and we'll kick it off with you, Joey. You're talking about your concern about their defense. And we're, and we're joined with Hay today as well, so it's me, Joey, and, and Hay. Well, I think that the Huskies are going to win that game, but um, it's going to look, you know, eerily similar to, you know, like the Cal game and the um, the Texas game and the Oregon State game from last year. But it'll be a little, it it'll be more comfortable win. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm little um, concerned about you know, just that defensive scheme that, you know, has kind of been that that old Boise, um, you know, just don't get burned deep and, uh, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, uh, Kwiatkowski defense. You know, because yeah. Andy Avalos was like a, you know, he was a player at Boise State and, you know, like he coached, coach with all those guys and uh i'm pretty sure he was like i'm pretty sure he was hired by you know peterson when wilcox was still there or something i'd have to go look at i, I haven't brushed up on my andy avalos biography lately so you know <laughs> well, we could spend 40 minutes on that <laughs> if you like but i'm a little i'm a little rusty on my andy avalos biography now, hey, is this um, where you jump in and uh, say that Washington's going to win forty-five to three? Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm duking really hard, uh, <laughs> you know. Right now, the last time I saw it, the last time I saw him uh, coach at a Power Five level, he was he was coaching the Oregon defense, right? 
Um, I mean, he got mm-hmm. he got torched by a burned out Chris Peterson. Um, he got burnt. He, he got torched by a burned out Chris Peterson offense, and then he got torched by Jaden Daniels down in Tempe. Um, you know, I mean, they're they're decent. They haven't completely fallen off the map, but they're they're just okay. They're they're like a B plus. Mountain West team. Um, I, I can see it being like a, I can see us having kind of a lull, maybe a first half lull, but uh, I just think we have too much talent on offense. And uh, that's, that's the problem with, uh, with the, you know, the whole Chris Peterson Boise style defense is we're just going to run the football and we actually have, we actually have a good running back now to to run the football with. I actually, I actually think it's kind of funny. I was reading some articles about how come Washington isn't ranked. How come the the computers don't like Washington as much as they should, right? And uh, a big reason why the advanced metrics and the computers don't like Washington is because we're we're losing our leading rusher from last year, quote unquote, leading rusher from last year. Um, even though, no, even get though clear, up. <laughs> yeah, even though clearly we've, we've clearly upgraded at the position and, uh, you know, I, I will say, uh, being at the spring game, Cam Davis just looks like a monster this year. Like he, he just, he, he looks like a, he looks like a big time back and that's not even including, you know, the, the guy they got from. Mississippi State. So I, I can see it. I don't think we're going to blow them out 45 to 6 or anything like that. I think we can – we'll have a – you know, they'll, they'll be stout for like a quarter or two before we – it's probably going to be like a 33 to 13 type of game. I'm predicted 42 to 20. Now it just so yeah, happens though that Joey Dangerous is the president saying. of the Wayne Talapapa fan club. <laughs> so you're Hayes hitting a nerve there. Hey, it's only well, yeah, I mean, it's the, only the, created it's only created because of your Talapapa derangement syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's created. the problem with advanced metrics. Like the advanced metrics are saying, well. Washington lost their leading rusher from last year, and they're replacing three offensive linemen. So even though they're bringing everybody back and they're upgrading, in theory, you know, where they were weak on the defensive side of the ball, like that that's still like a, you know, like a 23-ranked team in the country, according to, you know, ESPN's metric. Like it's just, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Like meanwhile, the guys who – meanwhile, the guys who – you know, watch college football 24-7, you know, they have a uh, – I don't remember the sh- – there, there's a national college football show I watch. This guy has Washington number seven in the country out of the gate. So – But here's the deal. There's it doesn't really matter. Because Washington's no, going to have no, to prove it anyway. So, um, you know, none, if there's – None if of it matters. If they're seven yeah, and ahead. one at the end of October – we're going to be in there. We'll be in the conversation. And if we do what Dougal yeah. is afraid of and flop against Boise, then it won't matter anyways. And there'll be, it'll be Jonestown around hardcore Husky. And 
Well, I think I put on the board. I think uh, I think a uh, you know it's ironic. I think uh, I think a really sneaky bad game for Washington is going to be like Arizona State at home. Um, Arizona State, for whatever reason, they just they play pretty well up in Seattle, which is weird because Arizona plays like shit up in Seattle. Um, yeah. But I think that's going to be one of those games where they're probably going to be hovering around 500 or something with a first first year coach who just put up like you know 35 points or whatever it was on Washington last year. That's the game I think that maybe uh, maybe Washington might uh, they might come out and play bad and it's a going to be a lot closer than it should be or or maybe a loss, but. I don't know. I'm duging pretty hard. I I was at the spring game. The defense looks like the, the defense looks like they're they're tired of getting dogged. You know, they're they're getting dogged by the the local media and it's all about the quarterback and the offense and this and that. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think this year, but um I think the offense is I think the offense is going to run the football more. So I think they're 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 not going to try to uh they won't be quite as explosive as they were last year even though we have all the talent still at receiver. I think they're going to try to run football and grind out more games and try to make it more uh you know comfortable to uh you know burn some clock. So well I think that we'll see. I think I think Grubb's going to do whatever is uh um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not expedient, but practical. So uh, he he seems very good at taking what the defense gives him and uh, like water filling a void, yeah. you know. And, and uh, so mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think we're gonna if if teams want to load up against trying to stop a running game at all, we're we're gonna throw like crazy, I think, you know, and and vice versa. So that doesn't concern me at all. Joey, did you go to the spring game? I can't remember. No, my. My son's baseball uh, team had a rain out. And, because of the Duck coach, uh, right. Yeah, his head coach is an Oregon Duck fan, and he rescheduled it <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> so I could miss it. That's a, right. <laughs> he, he didn't, but it, it's a good running joke I'll have with him. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so well, I, I, the, I missed it. By the way... um but the last time that we had a podcast, which was on April 13th, I think, so that would have been uh, just about, no, May 13th, excuse me, so about three weeks ago, the the, the speculation at that time was that there was going to be an announcement by Labor uh, Memorial Day that the Huskies were joining the Big Ten, but that kind of came and went. So what what are your guys' thoughts on that situation right now? Yeah, I, I thought that that would be kind of the main topic of uh, of today is is because yeah that that did come and go, and I don't think it's a good sign. Um, I don't think it's a good sign when the SEC decided they're going to stick with an eight game schedule, because basically it means that ESPN's not going to give them more money for a for a ninth conference game. So it's that's not looking good for Washington and Oregon because they need the big, the big 10 has to come up with more money to get them in. Mm. And, um, 
I, I was thinking like they could bring in Amazon or they need to bring in another streaming partner along with Peacock to uh, to get Washington and Oregon, you know, over the hump there. But we'll just have to see. But it is, yeah, there, there was, you know, noise around that was going to get announced and it's not. And you got to wonder if behind the scenes, maybe the Pac-12, they're trying to hold it together by maybe giving Oregon and Washington a higher percentage of revenue. Um, but you're just speculating there, right? I, I'm, I'm speculating, should. but like, but that's pretty much, I mean, yeah, the, the tightrope that he's walking right now is Washington and Oregon need enough money to stay relevant, but they also need to keep Arizona and Colorado happy because those schools don't want to be on streaming the majority of the time, uh, which they probably would be, which, which is ironic because that's a horrible football product. Both of those schools have done nothing in like 12 years. Like it's, it's insane that in the news, all the rumors are about, oh, Arizona and Colorado might leave the conference. Well, like, like they're terrible football products. And basketball doesn't move the needle. It's, it's not a money-making thing, but it, it does seem like that's what's going on right now. So I don't know. We'll, well see. They've, I gotten, mean, they've gotten to the media before – you know, Washington could get to the media. That, that, those are like leads mm-hmm. from inside their athletic department. They're just mm-hmm. playing. They're just playing the game. You know, they're, they're playing the game a little better than you know we are. Because because Jen Cohen and Rob Mullins aren't even talking. Like they don't even. Yeah. Every time Kenzano and Wilner will come on the air and they'll talk about oh they're holding firm and. You know the the Pac-12 is going to stick together, and and then there, you know, any follow-up question will be like, well, how come we haven't heard from Jen Cohen or Rob Mullins publicly in months? Yeah. Like we don't hear nothing from them in months. That's that's what gives me hope is that Washington and Oregon haven't said anything. They haven't nothing. said anything in a year. Yeah. 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 But um, I, I don't. I just read an article this morning about. Uh, Big Twelve expansion, but it 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 was more of the uh, is more of like basketball, like they're talking, you know, bringing Gonzaga to you know the conference in basketball. Um, well, I just don't know if, I, it, if this is akin to a poker game. If we've got uh, you know a card shark in Jen Cohen, uh, I, I you know. I do agree with you guys that if you had to just base it on face value that we've been silent and Oregon has been silent, then that would indicate that there's something brewing beneath the surface and they don't want to, uh, you know, uh, overturn the apple cart or anything. But, um, you know, then there's all this talk about USC's interested in, in a athletic director that within the last few years has made an absolutely horrific hire for basketball and an equally horrific hire for football. And then, um, then happened to get lucky, if you will, with uh, DeBoer. So. Yeah. Uh, we just, she doesn't have a track record that inspires confidence in, in this whole situation. So I, I think the worst part about the, uh, uh, the whole Hopkins debacle is, is he was uh, claiming that uh, he was flirting with 
UCLA, and no one really knew if that was even true, that UCLA was interested in, but he worked it into an extension. So that's the worst. That's and the he, worst. And, uh, and he wooed her with his push-ups. Yep. Wow. Well. Yep, and his, his hard-nosed attitude. <laughs> well, it's just, it's pathetic. Like, they didn't even make the tournament in 2017, and then 2018 they had an all-senior team. Um all-senior team that still just got blasted whenever they played anybody who was talented, and then she gave him that extension. I mean, it's – I some people have talked about USC. I don't – I know USC's made bad hires in the past, but I don't think there's, they're so stupid as to go hire her. I just that, – that is a death sentence, to go hire that basketball coach, and then she hired Jimmy Lake like a year later. I just – no, that's a they, death they are stupid. Any AD. They are, they are, they're so dumb and they're so desperate to, uh, you know, check all the politically yes. correct boxes right now. They've had so many sexual assault allegations and lawsuits in the yeah. last five years coming out of that school. They They almost have to hire a woman at this point. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I mean, yeah, that's the only way I could see it is USC's like, well, we have our football coach locked up, we have our basketball coach locked up. She, she, she can't do about any it. of that stuff up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she can go hire the next, you know, beach volleyball coach or whatever. Who who cares? Like, yeah, no, I I can I can see that. Yeah, um, but they are like in California. what somebody posted on the board, like. What's scary for me is if you lose Jen Cohen, like, you know, Washington could fuck it up even worse. The next person they hire could be even worse than her, which is a scary proposition because, I mean, at the very least, she went and gave, uh, she she, she got the money for all of our football assistants. Like, I think our football staff likes her. Um, She doesn't fuck with them. She got them raises. So the next person could... Yeah, I mean, so you know, you could foresee them hiring a, a new AD. That, you know, may, maybe maybe <laughs> divorce like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, maybe divorce like well. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, well, I, I just, Joey's, I, Joey made his joke, and then it took me three seconds for it to click, and then I started laughing. So Ryan Grubb loves her. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, to, you know, what Dougals was saying before the call, like, we're all dooging. I mean, it's, it's a super exciting, uh, it's a super exciting thing. What the reason I want Washington to go to the Big Ten is because I don't want to lose this coaching. Like, how, how depressing would it be if we lost this coaching staff to fucking Indiana or Purdue or somebody, you know, just because they've got more money and we, we we've got you know we have a new AD that comes in who who's a cantankerous douche who uh, you know DeBoer doesn't want to work under him so that's you know that's that's why this whole Big Ten thing needs to get done um, we we need the money to to keep our football program going and I'm sure Duck fans uh, feel the same way about about their football program too I mean it's um, you know it's it's I mean, the thing about the Pac-12 is they don't have a TV deal right now. Like, clearly right. they don't have anything. So, 
that's kind of scary. Um, so I why know, is he taking I, I, Yeah, I, I think that they're trying to put Oregon and Washington out front and say, look, we're going to give those schools more money. We're going to try to get them on linear. Um, we're not, we're not going to just exile them to streaming. I think the Pac-12 is trying to do whatever they can, but it just, like I said, with the SEC, it just it sounds like these these networks just don't have the money, and it is a weird thing with how much money they're giving, like the Big Ten. Because who gives a shit about the Big Ten besides Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State? You know what I mean? Um, no, I disagree. That, when you like, think, and they've got you know they've got Wisconsin and stuff. I mean they're 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 much more uh, valid of a conference than we are. They are, but like fifty million dollars more per school than the Pac-12. I mean, outside of those four or five schools, you've got. You know, Nebraska sucks, Indiana, Purdue, uh, Illinois. I mean, it's just it's weird that the direction college football is going where they, they pretend like the SEC and the Big Ten are these, like, super conferences that these schools need to make $100 million a year, and their fans are on Twitter saying, oh, no, the Pac-12 is worth nothing. Like, you guys are worth nothing. It's like, I mean, we had, like, five schools ranked in the top – 15, 18 uh, to finish the season out. Like it's kind of, you know, I don't want to be a back, back, back the pack type of uh, <laughs> fan, but we, we are a pretty good conference. Um, uh, you know, just because our, yeah, we're the, if, we're, we're the, uh, it, we're the libertarian party of the, of college football. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Right. No, you look at, you look at the pack, 10 slash Pac-12, but Pac-10 20 years ago, um, we Maybe were... more the Green Party. We, we Well, now, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, 20 years ago, we absolutely deserved a seat at the table and then some, but we've just, uh, we've just, we've just deteriorated so badly, and I know everybody points at the whole USC thing, and, and if USC had maintained their prominence, then it would be a different story mm-hmm. or whatever, but the whole conference has just been terrible. So, um, you know, and if well, you're the network, and if you're if you're on the east coast, those. but if you're on the east coast, do you want to watch Oregon versus UCLA? You know, uh, at ten thirty on the east coast. You know, me me in you know Seattle area, I want to watch Oregon versus UCLA or whatever. I'll watch Oregon State versus Utah, but does that command an audience uh, throughout the country? Nobody cares. And that's no, do, you, do you want to watch Illinois versus Minnesota, or do you want to watch NC State if, if versus Boston College? I mean, if it's on at nine yeah, a.m. I mean, and they're the only games on, that's that's how they that's how they've beaten us, you know, throughout all these all these years. Like these networks, the networks control those two conferences. Fox controls Big Ten, and ESPN controls SEC, and they'll control the narrative on those. All, so the Pac-12 needs six a.m. kickoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's, I mean, it's true. They they have an it, advantage. Yeah, it was dumb. It it was dumb for us, you know. When um, I hate even mentioning Larry Scott's name after all these all these. You want me to beat that out? Or? Was, oh my god! Uh, 
But, you know, remember when we had uh, the 11.30 kickoff? I think we had them, yes. like, maybe one or two seasons. We, we had They those, were 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Yeah, it, it was it was to beat, you know, or it was to just get, get them early on East Coast time or whatever. And, and I remember and, one uh, of the games that was the Washington versus Colorado in Boulder, and I remember it looked like there was about 20,000 people there. That was a few years ago, but you guys remember that one? Yeah, sure. What one yeah, of Washington's okay. losses at Colorado? <laughs> just a pathetic, just drag fest of a game. If you're talking about 2021 or 2019, no. yeah, no, it was no, more it like was 2017 or something like that. Yeah, well, 2017, uh, that was a night game in Boulder. Uh, Miles Bryant had a pick six, and I think. I think Gaskin had like maybe like 180 yards rushing or something. That was 2017. Yeah. You might be thinking of like 20, 2015 or something like that. Because, yeah, it certainly was at 2016. Uh, he might be talking about 2014 when we had yep. no offense and Siler Miles uh, probably had about Thompson, 45 yards passing. I think Shaq Thompson ran for like 200 yards that game. I think Pettis had a Pettis had a punt return for a touchdown in that game. Uh, I think Rondo said called it Dante's Inferno or something. <laughs> I had to. Uh, I'm sure. That, I had to listen one of the to it on the radio were... at a wedding. Oh God! But that, that, that was one of the games where Peterson went to Shaq Thompson and was like, "Look." Please, we we can't lose to Colorado. Please, can you please <laughs> yeah. can you please play offense? Yeah, Colorado just like installed, you know, this new hurry up offense before that season. So they were going like every ten seconds. My God, we had a losing they... record. We had a losing record in the conference that year. Yeah, I forgot that, about that. That. Was the, uh, that was the Cactus Bowl or uh, what the hell bowl we put, we played against uh, Mason Rudolph in Oklahoma State that year. Oh, and we were down like 30-3 to three at halftime or something like that. I thought, they, I thought that was a winnable – there was a winnable game uh, in, that, in that bowl game. I thought it was I thought it was winnable. They only lost by like a touchdown, I think. Thirty to twenty two, but it was like thirty to three at halftime or something. Yeah, oh may, yeah, maybe. Well I know, I know that when a legendary coach but... <laughs> when a legendary coach like you know, like uh, like a Peterson or an Urban Meyer, you know, a high 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 winning percentage coach, when they go up and they go to the next level and they go take on, you know, the, the quote-unquote big-time Power 5 school, has any of those coaches had a worse first season than Peterson had at Washington that year? I mean, do you remember the Still Eastern game that year? The, the Eastern game uh, where they, they basically kicked Marcus Peters out of the game and gave up like 45 to Eastern. Um, 52. We gave up 52 to Eastern. Yeah. They – they started the season at Hawaii. I think they beat Hawaii like 
16 to 13 or something and they had to they had to just barely squeak out that win. I mean, that was just they had, Unquit. They had just no business horrifying. winning that game. And we had like but five that, guys drafted in the NFL that year too. Like he he had a bunch of talent to work with at least on the defensive side of the ball, but his his offensive up, system man. was so bad. Yeah. So no, that, that was hard to watch. Oklahoma State led twenty-four to nothing at halftime. Oh, God. just looked Jesus it up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was so bad in the Cactus yeah. Bowl. No, the uh, that that Hawaii game, they had no business winning that game. They were running. Yeah. Uh, that was Norm Chow <laughs> was the coach, and they That's were right. running the ball. <laughs> they're they're running the ball at will against against what they were like getting five or six yards a clip, and I think they had to force like a bunch of fumbles. Uh, well, Lindquist, remember he had, threw like a. A fifty-yard TD he threw a pass long or something. Bomb to John Ra- John Ross. And we got shut out in the second half. Yeah, it was. And it, that, we had no business was, winning that game. Wow, <laughs> Peterson started the year four and zero. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. They had a Georgia State was one of the games they. Uh, they struggled the f- whole first half, and then they they ran away from him in the second. And uh, uh, Ronnie Ronnie Fouch was on that Georgia State coaching staff, so we oh, that's right. We were, yell- <laughs> we were yelling at Fouch when he came out of the tunnel because we're we're on the uh, we're right by the visitors' tunnels. Yeah, and then we lost I five in the Arizona next game. I think the Arizona game was the worst loss of that season. Where where all he had to do was punt the football, and instead he decides to go run it, and then we fumble it. Super. And they yeah. they go they go kick a field goal. Yeah. Where yeah. where we had like a ninety nine point five percent chance to win the game at that point, and we we still lost. He missed no, the it, it, he missed the field goal, and and but Peterson called a timeout, I think. And then he got to re-kick yeah, it again, right? Yeah. We we, we otherwise like dominated them. Yeah, it was one of those games where we dominated them in the statistics and still lost. It that that whole season just felt like well, no nobody can win at Washington, I guess. Okay. Peterson can't, you know. Peterson's uh he's going eight and six here. Um, pretty bad. 2015 wasn't much better. It was it was kind of crazy how uh, how how well he turned it around in uh, 2016. But it's uh it's amazing how many how many games he uh you know squandered late late in games. Yeah. While he was here. Uh He was not an elite coach for us. He was like it a B minus coach, one... yeah. Yeah, that's it, it a good, was that's one good. Uh, one magical one magical year with uh, with a good mix of um, his guys and Sark guys. Um, then we underachieved at the Rose Bowl the Rose Bowl season. Yeah, yeah, uh, but a better offensive scheme would have you know would have done wonders. I'm, I'm sure you know. Maybe he wouldn't have uh, burned out if 
you know, maybe they had a better offensive scheme, but it was his offensive scheme. So, yeah. Well, my theory was, my theory was always that he, uh, I didn't, I didn't think this at the time that he first got here, but by about year four, I think I was uh, thinking that he was burned out when he got here and he was hoping that coming here would revive and would revive his uh, love for football and coaching and stuff. And it didn't. And that's why he always had that sour look on his face and like he had a stick jammed up his ass, even if we were way ahead uh, against Sacramento State or something, you know, he just he's never having any fun at all. So, I mean, the guy, well, you know, acknowledged, and I give him credit for being honest, but, you know, he, he said that the Rose Bowl experience came and went and he never enjoyed it and he should have appreciated it. Holy shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, this is going back to earlier about the Pac-12. Is I, I think he thought it would be easier to win in the Pac-12. And, uh, you know, it, it's I don't not. Know. I don't know. I mean, look at U.S. USC has made the championship game in the Pac-12 era. They've made it like four times and they've won once. And that's a school that just recruits itself. Um Oregon I, I, has I a lot of talent. They've only won it a couple times. I mean, it's it's not uh, easy. I um, you might be right, but my thought is that he he was Peterson was no longer viewed nationally as the flavor of the month and the whole Fiesta Bowl, uh, you know, magician guy. And I think he wanted to yeah. try to recapture some feeling of prominence, and it's more possible to do that at Washington than at Boise. And um, that that's I yeah, that's more a good point. That that's a good point. Is he he got a lot of credit for that bowl game where, you know, as as awesome as that game was for their fans, you've got Oklahoma there sitting here like Jesus, we're playing Boise, like you know, <laughs> <Right. laughs> which is which is what I'm going to be thinking. Uh, you know, at kickoff <laughs> on the the first game of this coming season is Jesus, we're playing Boise, we're playing Tulsa, you know. Uh, God, we're playing Tulsa, but, for God's sake. I used to always make jokes for years on the boards. If you were to if you were to do a search for Tulsa, there would probably be 15 posts about me joking about us playing Tulsa. And then here we are playing Tulsa. Steve Largent ain't walking I mean, through that door. <laughs> wow. Good one, Joey. Wow. Well, I, hey, I mean, that's, that's I, a callback. I know, I, I know my stuff about the greatest number 80. <laughs> Tulsa Tulsa superiority guy there though. Wow. Hey, were you gonna say something uh, my, else? If, I think if, I interrupted you. If, oh. My, well, I was just gonna my say friend Eddie, my my friend Eddie's a forty nine er fan. If he if he heard that, he'd be uh he's probably swerving off the road right now. <laughs> Greatest number eighty. <laughs> Race Bannon made a post in June of 2017. It says he saw the Sex Pistols in Tulsa. Oh wow! I just did a quick Tulsa thing, so that must have been Maybe their he... uh, their Texas their Texas and Oklahoma tour where they got uh, they got like booed out of every building and they got stuff thrown at them. So it's, it's a hey, weird matchup. I... It, it's a it's a weird matchup. Most of the people in uh, Husky Stadium that day are gonna uh, they're not gonna know what where Tulsa even is. It's it's gonna be like the 
the the Arkansas State game, at least they've got Arkansas in the name. Um, it's just it's I don't know why they schedule uh, teams like that. I, I was gonna say, you know, some some years I buy like five or six tickets to games. Some years I go get season tickets. This was a year I, you know, like what Dougal said, I was super excited, went and just got season tickets, and I've been bitching to my wife ever since because I'm looking at it. It's like <laughs> Boise, Tulsa, uh, you know, I'm not looking forward to Arizona State. Um, you know, it's the Who's schedule the other is not – Outside of Oregon, I mean – we get Oregon and we get the Apple Cup here. Um, it's, it's it's the Dugan twelve step program. Oh, Michigan yeah, State, of per- course. I forgot about that. One. Okay, You're, you go from like excitement to uh, dread to misery back to excitement. <laughs> well, well Michigan State. Though, I mean, we got fucked out of Michigan. We got completely fucked out of that game because of COVID. We should be playing Michigan. We shouldn't be playing Michigan State. Michigan State with Olympic coach. Nobody, nobody cares about playing them. We already beat the shit out of them last year. That's. I don't know if you guys are planning on going to that game, but I, I have no uh, no motivation to uh, to play that team again this year. It's. They've got a bad no. coach. It's, yeah, it's it's a trap game for Washington. Washington beat the shit out of them last year, so it's it, it's a game I could see them losing, flying across the country and being on the road. But it's just dumb. We 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 should be getting our Michigan game back. Um, well, it is no, a chance. I, well, I may be uh, I may be uh, coaching youth football this. Also, no way. Uh, we'll have, to, yeah, I'll have to watch uh, a few games on tape delay. Well, unless there, unless, unless there's games on like a streaming network. Oh shit! There's, uh, yeah. Peacock. You don't want me texting you during the game, then, right? <laughs> well, I probably won't have to. I probably won't be looking at it anyway. So, you know. You glanced down there and said, Penix on the turf, not moving. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, this is uh, not uh, not an exciting schedule at all. I'm looking at it right now, but, um, you know. Well, so. Tulsa, for God's sake. Just wait till. you know, wait till USC, UCLA, and Iowa, and Nebraska, and Wisconsin, and Minnesota are on the on the schedule in Oregon. Right, Rutgers in Maryland. No, they'd be on the they they're the doormats of the you know the East that East division or whatever. Remember when the Big Ten tried to go to the the leaders and legends were their names oh, in the conference. Right. That was so stupid. <laughs> it was panned by everybody. It was panned by everybody to the point where you you sit there and you say, you guys had a meeting, and this is what you came up with, and no one said anything of how cheesy this is. 
you know. Well, since we haven't heard anything, though, just uh, real quick, then, both of you guys, where do you – where are your thoughts right now in regards to the Big Ten? Do you think that we're going to inevitably be a part of it, or do you think it's completely up in the air? Yes. I think Washington and Oregon are going to go to the Big Ten. at a. They're, they're, they're going to get a reduced uh, share of revenue, but they're going to go because it's, it's still going to be more money than, uh, than they're getting in the Pac-12. And you'll see us bitch 24-7 about how come Rutgers is making, you know, 10, 20 million more than us per year, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. It just, it, 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 you know, I've, I've been, I followed a lot of that pretty hard for months and then I've, I've kind of dropped off of it because there's no news obviously, but it just, it doesn't make any sense to have UCLA and USC and then not go include Washington and Oregon. Um, and really, you know, probably Stanford and Cal are going with them too. As much as those schools, just I hate playing them. I hate them. I hate their two fans. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably going to be part of the package deal. But, yeah, it's, it's probably going to get blown up, ironically, because of Colorado and Arizona. Um, Two of the worst football programs in Power Five are probably going to pave the way for the big, the Big Ten being like, well, we're just going to take Oregon and Washington then if if the this conference is going to is going to die. So, well, Arizona is not um, going anywhere without Arizona State. Um, I'm I feel positive about that, and I don't know. I think Cal and Stanford are both kind of wild cards just because politically, you know. There's a, a a disdain there for athletics to begin with, and Cal Cal made things so difficult uh, during the whole COVID situation for their um, for their football team. Just uh, in terms of uh, yeah, you know, Wilcox was he was kind of being muffled about it, but he was complaining about how difficult it, that's that's got to be a tough place for him to coach. But that's a different conversation. But anyways, I don't think it's a slam dunk that even if they were offered that they would go. I, uh, and I think they would be a package deal probably. But Well, Cal, Cal could just drop sports in general. That's been talked about for <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It's been talked about I know for you're years. Serious. Their, their stadium... But their stadium deal that they did, it, it's completely almost bankrupt that their whole athletic department. And, yeah. you know, in their they, attempt to step they, up and be big time. Uh, yeah, they, their, their stadium renovation deal it has really put, put that athletic program in the, you know, deep in the hole. And, I mean, people talk about Stanford going independent, you know, which, I mean, that that could work for Stanford. Stanford is a, is basically just a, uh, a, it's a, it's a, it's a glorified athletic university. It, it, you know, they, I, I can't remember the stat I heard, but it was like 70 or 80% of their, um, you know, of their student body are like athletes. They were part of like athletic programs. That was before they they had to drop. They dropped like nine programs during COVID. So 
so and like yeah. some sort of cost cutting thing. So, like the Cougs will be doing. No, I think the Cougs and the and the Beavers should just go to the Mountain West. They they should just do it now. Do no, it now I mean they're going to have to cut some program. Not... Oh yeah, you know the Cougs have some serious problems with you know with uh, fi- finances now because basically because of the whole I mean the whole all the skeletons about Larry Scott are just oh my god it, they they just keep coming like Oregon playing the uh, Oregon playing the Holiday Bowl for free this year yeah so, oh my god I didn't Everything. I didn't hear that what about that they the Pac-12 owed owed the Holiday Bowl for uh, remember when they <laughs> remember when they that. canceled on uh, the 2021 they they just didn't uh, right now I, I remember that up. so they owed the Pac-12 owed oh. the Holiday Bowl and so the Holiday Bowl said like well we're not paying your team so. So I understand basically that. UCLA UCLA fucked that up. The reason they're pissed is because UCLA told them like the night before, oh yeah, we have a few players mm-hmm. that have COVID, but we're for sure going to play. And oh, then they, right. they told them like a few hours before the game was going to start, like, yeah, we can't play. And and pretty yeah, much we it was a situation. A, yeah. yeah. We were going we to do a live pod. <laughs> yes. Live that's right. Yeah. 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 So they One think, that the, ideas, they think this yes. is happening now. <laughs> they think it's happening now because the Pac-12 is going to try to put UCLA on the hook for it um, while they're still in the conference. Because well, good luck getting that money. Yeah, yeah, I don't think UCLA gives a gives a fuck about it, but that's what they're trying to do, anyways. But yeah, it, it's a it's an HBO uh, comedy. The the whole Larry Scott thing. You know, the just, I mean, I think I've said this before, but having the Pac-12 network is basically like paying a 13th member um, and and has been for the last 12 years. I mean, the other conferences aren't paying a a 13th member the way the Pac-12 is. And, you know, having a single network and, you know, that kind of makes sense, even if you go independent. If you've just got one channel, okay, fine. But having six fucking channels playing, like, beach volleyball and stuff and then going to DirecTV and being like, oh, yeah, uh, you guys are going to pay us a bunch of money uh, for these six because look at all the content we have. we got six channels of Olympic sports. You guys are just going to pay us all this money. That goes back to the Washington State thing is – Washington State was one of the schools that bought into his bullshit and said, okay, well, we're going to go $100 million in debt and renovate all our shit. And uh, yep. and then the, the yeah. network, you know, you're, you're actually making like a couple million a year off of it uh, after you just went, spent $100 million on, on your stuff. And, <clears throat> I mean, their facilities look really nice. Like if Oregon State and Washington State go to the Mountain West, they should have facilities and everything that's just far and above all the other schools. Mm-hmm. Like they, they really should dominate that conference, but it's, you know, that, that was the big piece of news since your last podcast is, is uh, what was it? Their athletic director, or their president, or, you know, that internal memo about, you know, Hey guys, uh, we're kind of fucked here. We're not going to hire anybody 
you know, any, any open positions are not going to get filled. You know, it's, it's kind of sad because I, I think Joey's said this before that it's sad to see the two schools who have the least resources, who've actually stretched their dollar, you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't made shitty hires outside of uh, Gary Anderson, which that was actually a really good hire at the time. Agreed. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they've they made all the right decisions Wisconsin. and they're still getting fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing about the Big Ten is like, yeah, okay. Um, they're better overall than the Pac-12, but like, I mean, WSU with their shitty coach went in and beat Wisconsin at home. I mean, um, you know, it. It, it is it is going to be sad to see uh, what happens to them, um, you know. And, and now now Oregon State, you know, their fans are coming off of a really good season for them. And it's like I said, it's being it's it's really you know this season's really exciting for Husky fans. And uh, same for Oregon State. It's just kind of shitty that you have this stuff playing in the background of you know, what's going to happen to the conference and and all that. Somebody um, new has joined us. Is that you, Wooly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Your publicist let you on, huh? I'm uh, making a run to pick up some uh, tools, so uh, I, I figured I could make a, a appearance to let you know that I'm still alive. I'm not incarcerated. <laughs> Well, we've, what have we been bellyaching about for the last 45 minutes? Uh, the horrible schedule, uh, Larry Scott, well, uh, the uh, demise of the conference, let me, uh, uh, Tulsa. Let me make a let me make an observation on the uh, so the if the Cougars and Beavers they're they're already recruiting against those Mountain West schools. They're not they're not going head to head with with Washington and Oregon on. Uh, Good point. You know, not a lot of players. I mean, when when they do, they they usually get beat out. I mean, they're already they're used, looking for the diamonds in the rough already. So. They're already used to running into the Utah State coaches in the driveway, right? <laughs> right, right. And uh, yeah, I I I feel bad for those programs, but at, at the same point, like they've been lucky for a hundred years to be to be carried and and. Uh, hmm. Carried by, carried by Big Brother. You know, if you really think about it, a good it, point. You know, and and it's not it's not really anybody's fault. Anybody's fault that the the Pac-12 has you know basically dissolved. Like, you know, I know they're they're just going to go into the mode of you know hating Washington and Oregon forever for doing it, but they should really they should really move and then. And then you know, not not be bitter about it. And you could schedule. I've probably brought it up before, but just imagine if the Apple Cup was the first game of the year, like how how you know on a neutral field, you know, at like Lumen Field. Uh, just imagine how like how much fun that would be, you know. Are you are you being literal in terms yeah, of it being I mean, fun? Yeah. I don't know if it'd be fun. Well, my, I'd prefer to keep it around later in the year. Like USC and Notre Dame do. Well, but it, I, I mean, it, that'd be nice in a perfect world. I mean, they could. I mean, Clemson and well, South Carolina saying, still, still play. You know, they're in different conferences, and I, they still play the last game of the year. So, 
I mean, it could. Florida, if, Florida State. If, uh, if, mm, if, they, yeah. if the Big Ten, if the Big Ten said like, no, we're you know Washington, Oregon, you guys play the last game of the year, you know that's your you know during mm. rivalry week, you know it, you know when when Washington, Boy, Oregon, that be a build up? Big Ten. Well, hey, what if you know they keep talking about Arizona and Colorado leaving, and that's gonna that's gonna be the you know the straw that breaks the camel's back? What what if? You know the Cougars and the Beavers and maybe Cal. You know they say, "Well, we're moving to the Mountain West," and they do it before anybody else. You know, and they're they're the ones that make the make the big. I don't know if you'd call it a power move, but you know they make the the bold move to leave before everybody else. Yeah, it's not you a know. big dick move, is it? <laughs> it no, it would, but it's uh, it we're, we're moving to the Mountain decided. West. <laughs> Nobody, it, it would gotta, mean that they already know Oregon, Washington, are yeah, gone. Exactly. No, no. You got a group of ten guys at the bar, and they're just the two guys that said, "Well, we're going to go home with the, we'll go home with the fat girls before you guys do." <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys can swing and miss tonight, but we're going to we're going to take the guaranteed uh, the guaranteed home. <laughs> Well, if, if the Apple Cup does become a non-conference game at the beginning of the year, I hope they just, I hope they just go full shitty because Washington is just going to scrimmage them anyways. I hope they just go full shitty and play it in like climate climate pledge arena or something like that. <clears throat> don't don't even play it in a real football stadium. It's just it's it's just no, it's going to turn should. into just a complete joke anyways. They should get a cornfield, get a corn big cornfield in. Uh, near Ellensburg and put put all the fucking RV hookups you can for all the people from Pullman. You're 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 painting quite have, a picture here. <laughs> and then have uh, you know on on the on the Washington side have all your elect electronic vehicle plug-ins you want, you know. <laughs> ABC Sports prevents da, 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 presents da, 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 live from Ellensburg, Washington. <laughs> the McCluskey Cornfield. Yeah, it could be the week of the. Uh, it'll be the week of like the Ellensburg Rodeo, you know, on Labor Day. <laughs> they probably don't make. Uh, they probably don't grow corn up there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, we. Apple, I, I, whatever they're whatever they're growing there, in Kittitas, out there in the old Kittitas County. I thought it was Whatcom. <laughs> little, little little joke there between Joey and I. Okay. Civic Field, yeah. County confusion. County confusion. <laughs> um, Willie dude, what do you got? What do you got, Willie dude? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily love the non-conference coup thing because I know the Pac-12 forever is like, oh, the schedule's all fucked because uh, USC and Stanford have to play Notre Dame, which uh, was probably just an excuse. Yeah, I feel like it was just an excuse for them being dipshits. But, yeah, I feel like that's just going to be another thing where they're like, well, we can't schedule a good non-conference game because we got to play the fucking Cougs. Uh, a nice weather Apple Cup 
that might be fun though. I mean, not having to be like, okay, it's the Apple Cup, which I I know is the tradition, but like turning that into like a party at the beginning of the season could be more fun. I mean, it's yeah, kind of like I play at the, same play time, it I the don't Seahawks wanna, Stadium. Yeah, that could be kind of fun, uh, but at the same time. Ending the season with Oregon, I don't know. That's just going to seem like it's going to fucking suck every year. Like, I, that, no, that rivalry so... is just so. Why would you say that it would suck? That would be such a buildup for that, assuming that we weren't shitting it the bed. Be... It would be great for that, but I don't know. When I was at Auburn for a game, they were just like, I don't know. We all hate... Everyone fucking hates the Iron Bowl because you either win and then they just take a breath or you lose and you're fucking mad for it. For the rest of the fucking like for an entire year, so I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I I don't know, but I gotta I gotta go pick up some drill bits. So that's my that's my final my my final take. It's the 110th meeting of the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama, a game that both teams hate and neither <laughs> wants to play. They I got I get it. I, maybe it's the pessimist in me, but I don't want to have to. Whatever. It would be great for branding. It would be great for for branding, though, at the same time, you're also competing against all the other rivalries, where if you're playing in early November, you know, LSU-Alabama is kind of like that, where it's always the big early November game, where it's not the rivalry games, you know, you're competing against Michigan-Ohio State every year, you're competing against the Iron Bowl, you're competing against all those games, so... Well, what about this? What What about if it was every Labor Day at the Seahawks Stadium in Washington versus Wazoo? <laughs> That I like. I, I'm not. I don't hate. I, I kind of like that. It would be like a big party in Seattle. I, that's what I was saying. It would, uh, you know, then the Cougs, if they win or lose, still booze. I mean, you get to still, you know, have it be a nice day and not have it be three below and you're fucking in Pullman. Yeah. The city of Seattle gets yeah, the travel revenue say. from the Coug fans and. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I was going to well, say, I mean, I mean, I I would prefer the beginning of the year game, but it is actually it is kind of fun like the one one of our best Apple Cup victories of the Peterson era in 2017. I mean, their their fans had everything to play for, we didn't, and we kicked the shit out of them and they had to sit and just pouring down rain and watch that. Um <laughs> there there is kind of a there is kind of a cool thing, but yeah, I I don't think the Big 10 is going to want Washington and Oregon to be featured in pissing down freezing rain. Um, one well, I don't of the think things that would that make was, any difference. I mean, when is when is sorry to interrupt, but when has Michigan Ohio State been in great weather? I don't I don't think that makes any difference. Yeah, uh, freezing yeah, rain I mean, is different than just freezing. Yeah, it, freezing rain creates shitty football. But you know, yeah, old, but like, in the top twelve or something nationally, I mean, it's. I just don't think it's an automatic disclaimer. I mean, bad foot, uh, bad weather's part of football. So. There's no wrong answer. Yeah, I mean the the game this year between Washington and Oregon, it, it was pretty nice that it was it was sunny out. They were flying jets overhead. Um. You know, it was a it was a nice. I, I don't know. It it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, but Michigan Ohio State is Michigan Ohio State. I mean, it's a little bit different than than uh <laughs> than the rivalry games here. 
So, I guess we could start coming down the stretch here. Do we want to address anything from the boards? I think, uh, let me go check the... Uh, I feel like that's a question for Wooly Dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, before he knew that he was going to be on the pod, he had a question, didn't he? Let's see here. Oh, you were saying the Dougals would shame us about how we wanted to bore? Oh, yeah. And, I uh, Yeah, I mean, shout out to him that I, I just remember uh, 2021, it was Thanksgiving, and, you know, we, we were rumored to be going after Matt Campbell, who, who kind of sucks now. And I just remember uh, Fresno was playing – San Jose State, who I think they won the conference the previous year. They weren't as good in 2021, but I just remember uh, DeBoer was just systematic. He was just dismantling them. It was just a systematic beatdown and thinking, you know, this guy's this guy wouldn't be a bad hire, and he was rumored to be the you know the second or third choice at that point. So um, uh, maybe even know, the fourth the, choice. Yeah, I mean yeah, that, that the, the that's reason the whole thing we about got, the big stuff. The reason we got on the Matt Campbell train was because <laughs> he was that he was the the guy they were the like the number one guy they were rumored to be looking at. So Yeah. Well there was that locker room speech he gave his team and I saw that right around that time. And it hit a chord with me, and I was like, we want that guy right there. I know a winner when I see one. And, uh, I mean, he, he didn't want to come to Washington. He wanted to, stay at, uh, he wanted to stay at Iowa State so he could go have a three-win season and then just be like, whoa, whatever, we have a close locker room. You know, it's, uh, you know, yeah. he, just, he, he just, he seems like a, just a way, way shittier Chris Peterson because Washington would have had to pay him a lot more than they're even paying the ball right now to get him. Yes, very true. So imagine locking that up, and then he's winning like four or five games at Washington, and he you know, went I got my dad saying, "Oh, well, he's building a program, he's building a culture, you know, blah blah blah." Like that's that's Doing bullshit right at way. Washington. Yeah, De- DeBoer comes. I mean, that's the thing about the Duck fans and Dan Lanning. It's just such a bunch of bullshit. DeBoer comes in and wins eleven games his first season. He's a good coach. He's he's a he's an elite coach. Like uh, you don't at Washington, Oregon, some of these schools. You you need to come in and win right away. This is the the, the well, going back to the beginning of the, the podcast. Name. The 2014 Chris Peterson stuff is just bullshit. Don't forget the name Larry Coker, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it ha- or uh, Mel Tucker. Didn't Mel Tucker win, like, 11 games his first year at uh, Michigan State? Or his that second right. year at Michigan State or whatever? I mean, it, it happens, but it happens. But just to, to, you, to make excuses because a guy comes in and, runs off half the roster and wins, you know, has a shitty record his first two, three seasons. I mean, that's just not acceptable at, at Washington, Oregon, USC, uh, really not acceptable at UCLA. I mean, their, their fans hate Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly did the same thing. It's, 
you know, his, his five-year plan to go eight and four or whatever, and he blasted Washington, but, um, you know, fizzled out in his, his fifth year. I mean, it's um, – but, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because look at Mel Tucker. I mean, look at – that's the thing about the Big Ten with these schools that have all this money is they're, they're throwing so much money at these coaches that um, – they're stuck with Mel Tucker for at least a couple more years. Yep, probably. Um, even if he bottoms out. So. And I blew it. Uh, I didn't realize that Wooly was going to leave so quickly, but we should have uh, given him a chance to respond to the whole uh, scenario about his idea of trading the 1991 National Championship in order to have Oregon's last 15 years of success. It's it's one of those things where if you're an older fan, then you're you you don't want to trade those memories for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wooly's, I think he's the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Where it's, I can kind of see where he's coming from a bit because, um, I mean Oregon, they're they're not like Virginia Tech. They they didn't just have their one little championship loss and that's all they've had. They, the, the sustained success has actually set them up. Um, pretty well. So I can kind of see where he's coming from, but Oh, I can totally see where he's coming from, but it was the, uh, it was the overwhelmingly negative response on the boards that uh, gave you the chuckle. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, fuck you. (laughs) Hey, all right. Yeah. I was just bemoaning the fact that you had left and I wasn't able to get a response from you. So other than telling me to go fuck myself, uh, what's your response there, Willie? (laughs) I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. For me, it's more so with that hypothetical, I just feel like on top of the the one big thing is if you're someone like me who, like, I have no memory of 1991, uh, I mean, I so it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to, sometimes you're like, well, uh, it's hard to say you wouldn't trade something you actually remember for something you do remember. I mean, uh, but, yeah. I mean, the big thing to me is if you had the recent Washington success, it's how much more set up they'd be for success in the past few years or even during, like, the good run. Because, I mean, you'd have so many more players who were in state or in the region who would have signed with Washington. Uh, it would have kept mm-hmm. the fan base more engaged uh, during that time. You would have had more national things. So that is hard. That is something to kind of think about, not so much of, like, go to a national championship and uh, get blown out one year, then the other year, uh, you know, almost, almost like have a good game against, you know, one of the weirdest champions ever. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't trade that, but to me it's more of like how much Washington squandered uh, the past 14, 15, 20 years. Plus I think they could have done more than what Oregon did with it. Uh, if they would have had that success, it's like a, I know Oregon fans would cry about that, but that's the truth. I mean, in the Washington market with their history, they would have done, been able to build more, do more than Oregon did. And they wouldn't have had to rely on getting lucky with quarterbacks they didn't want to fucking do it. Uh, three times now, three fucking times, uh, the quarterback they didn't want is like the reason they have fucking success. Well, and I know that yep. the, the whole thing when we won – when Washington won the three straight Pac-10 championships and won the national championship, three straight Rose Bowls, 
and then everything that everything that Washington did to uh, you know stab its own self in the back or whatever, or st- stabbed Don James or whatever. If that transition had been much, you know, because Don James was probably going to retire within a couple years of that point, anyways. But it wouldn't have gone necessarily to Jim Lambright. And if we had brought in uh, somebody else to help sustain things, there's no reason why we couldn't have had another two decades of, uh, you know, nine, ten wins a year, and and we wouldn't have had to go through all the shit that we went through. And I, I'll tell you though, from 1993, I felt that pain viscerally till probably around maybe the last couple of years of Sark, and I started to care less and less at that point. But I carried that around with me for years about what we had done to ourselves and how we got screwed by the conference and then also uh, our own upper campus. And um, I'm I'm over it now, but that that was really painful to think. And, and then, you know, and now as you were just saying, Willie, and then you look back at what Oregon's been doing consistently since 2007 to the present day now, um, there's no reason to think that we wouldn't have had something similar to that. So that's a good point. It makes you makes you think if Don James retires, you know, well, basically on his own terms. Uh, right. Like let's say ninety four, ninety five, right? And by the by this point, um, I think Pinkle is at Toledo or whatever. Do you think he recommends Pinkle to uh, you know come over mm. and coach instead of instead of them you know promoting Lambright? It's a good question because Lambright could have gone you know if somebody wanted him as a head coach he could have gone for you know a number of years you know I mean Cal hired old Gilby. And then, you know, Pinkle went off to, was it Toledo or Akron or, I think it was Toledo, Toledo, yep. right? Yeah, he went off to Toledo. Then to Missouri, yep. Then to Missouri. I mean, and then he, he thought, I think he thought, what wasn't the story like he thought he was getting the job at, at Washington? Was somebody... I think like was it Chris Tormey called him and and said congratulations and Pinkle said for what he said well you're taking the Watchman job like neither of them knew that New Heisel got it there's some story of like oh uh, yeah one of them calling each other and, and saying like you know so I think Pinkle always wanted to come back to Washington and be the head coach but you know. Here we are. <laughs> could have had could well, have had Gary Pinkle a couple couple times. And well, then you I was going to say, I mean, that was the last time Missouri was worth a really? shit. Was man, that was like what ten plus years ago, or probably that feels like a long eight, time eight ago. Yeah, they, they haven't worn anything since August of two thousand four, and we're sitting there in Husky Stadium. With Gilby losing to Fresno State. Well, they lost After to Nevada too. Nevada, yeah, the year before, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I remember Isaiah threw that pick six late in the game. 
against Fresno when when you were just expecting that Washington would do what it always does. It comes back to win. Yeah. And uh, anyways. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a death podcast. sentence to schools. It, it's <laughs> a death sentence to schools trying to hire good coaches. I mean, I think that's why, like, you you see Oregon looking at what happened to Washington and, you know, their decision is, well, we're, we're at least going to get a guy who can recruit and he's going to have enough talent that we don't just – bottom out for eight plus years um or bring a guy in for the wrong reasons like political reasons or whatever so yeah or you 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 gotta wonder too with uh health wreck i mean he he got a quick hook i mean he he was two years removed from a national championship run and they they pulled the plug really really soon Um, washington would not have done that Cohen would no, have ridden that for another two to three years before internal no. pressure would force her. Just like with firing yeah, we, Jimmy Lake. It was internal pressure. Well, he yeah, fired. L- luckily Jimmy Lake fired himself. Thank God he fired himself. <laughs> um, or he, he handed well, the rope to, well, rope's a bad thing to say, but you know what I'm saying. He uh he yeah, he, he dug his yeah. own grave there, so I think the fans got him fired, you know, because we, we uh, I'll be honest, we made a bigger deal out of, you know, we keep saying he punched, he punched the, the player. The physical and, assault. And he, he basically, yeah, he was holding, he was holding the, uh, you know, he was holding the, uh, the laminated, you know, play sheets, and he just pushed Hey, those head. have sharp edges, you know, Joey. <laughs> those could really, those could hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, o- Oregon, look, Helfrich made a bad choice by hiring Brady Hoke as the defensive coordinator. I think Brady Hoke yeah. is a, you know, he's a head coach. <laughs> like, he's a guy that's destined to be a head coach. You know, he's not, uh, you know, he he's a guy who's a good head coach at a small school like he is at San Diego State. You know, he's. He's he's got a good thing. I think it's his second stint at San Diego State. If I'm not, you know, if I'm correct, uh, it sounds right. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's like a guy that's just destined to be at a smaller school, and, and he should just stay. It. <laughs> I don't want to go into Brady Hoke. That's just whatever. <laughs> Brady Hoke hot on talk. A, Brady Oak hot talk. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, what a quick, like a really quick hook. I mean, he had a freshman quarterback that ended up being a top ten pick in the NFL and, you know, was looking really good in the NFL. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if they were planning on firing him before Washington even played them that season because they had already lost to uh, fucking Mike Riley, Nebraska, they got their ass kicked by Colorado at home. Like they, their season was already tanking before Washington even got there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the decision makers there kind of had their minds made up. Like, okay, he he's got to he's got to beat you know number ten ranked Washington at home for us to even consider keeping him. Um, well, they I think they ended up winning like two more games after that game. And then they they lost the uh, Civil War, and I think they 
I don't think they got blown out in the Civil War either. I think they only lost like by a touchdown. They, they, they lost in similar fashion uh, to the way they lost this year. Ryan Nall, their running back, just ran all over them. Um, <laughs> they, they beat Arizona State, who was just dreadful. Uh, they beat them at home, and then they had that miracle win against Utah at Utah. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but that that was the 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 last second play where uh, Helfrich had his he had his head in his hand. He thought they were going to lose, and then they had some miracle play at the end that they won that game. But it was just you know, it, yeah, they that was. I don't know. It's, well, yeah, maybe it's a topic for another day. With who who had the more embarrassing four win season? Twenty twenty one Washington or twenty sixteen Oregon? I'm making the poll right now. Um, and by the way, is I'm looking at the stats here from that uh, 2016 Civil War, and it looks like I'm doing the math in my head here, but it looks like Oregon State had about 310 yards rushing, about. Yeah. So. I mean, or, even when Oregon's been on fire, even when Oregon's been at their peak, I don't think they've had like great defenses. Usually, they have just a nails offense and like a pretty good defense. So they can't afford to hire a shitty DC ever for whatever reason. Um, well, I think, I think Helfrich uh, Taggart went seven and five or something in his first year or his only year. I think, I mean, Helfrich would have gone seven and five that year. It was, you know, it was, mo- it was the same guys and, you know, he just Taggart just brought in. I think it was Jim Levitt was his defensive coordinator, right? The South Florida coach. Yeah. Yeah, I, that that was a great year for the Dukes because that that was the year that when they were going up to Seattle, I think Washington was ranked top eight or something, and uh, Helfrich or. Uh, Justin Herbert had broken his collarbone, and they were they were debating on whether he was going to play that game up in Seattle mm-hmm. and on Portland radio. On Portland radio, they're they're you know they were debating like, hey man, we're, you're going up against a top five defense in the country. Like he's going to get killed if you uh, if you roll him out there with a busted collarbone. And okay, yeah, got, so I just I just posted Braxton the poll. Burmeister. So, hey, Willie, are you still there? I guess not. Nope, just the he three of us. Kid, he got kid. He got kidnapped again. He's, <laughs> he's being he's being held at gunpoint to. Uh, make another topic that gets the boards, you know, flowing again. (laughs) Well, do you guys have any final thoughts? No. I just want what's best for Washington. I want them to go to the Big Ten. I know it's going to suck ass having to play Illinois, but we already had to play Illinois a couple years ago, didn't we? Um, They should have no problem. They should have no problem beating every team in that division, except for 
except for UCLA because we can never beat UCLA for any reason. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Washington with an inexplicable loss to UCLA, <laughs> shattering their well, undefeated that, season in late November. That that will be a good thing for the fans as we will play UCLA and USC every single year. No yeah. more of this bullshit like, oh, only playing USC once every three years or whatever stupid thing it's been. Yeah, you, you'd have the two the two bell cows of the West Coast get to play each other every year, you know, which, yeah. which is totally which is totally fair, uh, totally fair. What what if they uh, what if the Big Ten says uh, you know I don't know what the Rose Bowl I can't remember what the Rose Bowl is now like it's part of the they held out for a while but now it's part of the playoffs or something like that what if the Rose Bowl just said you know we'll we'll just be the the de facto Big 10 championship they just play the yeah, Big that would 10 be cool. championship in the Rose Bowl and you get to you get to win the Rose Bowl you know you you get to win the rose bowl and you get to go and you know you go into the playoff or whatever and i don't know that'd be pretty but the cool. rose bowl if the rose bowl has financial incentives though to be a part of that whole playoff structure if they if they keep the names for the bowl games and stuff then obviously they're going to want to follow the money but in theory yeah. i like the uh, idea it, it, at least the big 10 makes good decisions I mean, it's just it's it's another thing. Fuck the Pac-12. How come Washington and USC never play each other? Like Oregon and USC never play each other. I mean, it's just the Pac-12 just just stupid decision after stupid decision. The 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 tiebreaker rules for this last year, where where Utah goes to the championship game. I mean, what a just what a stupid conference. It it deserves to die. Like even after Larry, yeah, Larry Scott sucks. Larry Scott sucks, obviously. He he ran it into the ground, obviously. But even after he's gone, they're just making the dumbest decisions. Like the the Utah fans are like, oh, we're the the we're the conference champions. Like you guys only got to fucking go because they changed the rules to fuck Washington and fuck the North Division. Like the North Division has been the better division seventy five percent of the fucking time in the conference, and they just totally just fucked it because they thought they were going to get. You know, oh, we need the UCLA-USC rematch. Like, they changed the rules to get that, and they just totally fucked themselves and got Utah back into it. And, uh, you know, USC was completely overrated, overrated team, and yep. it's hard to beat a team twice like that. So, Washington, all the Utah fans who were, you know, on another podcast, they were talking shit to me in Washington, you're like, oh, you don't lose to Arizona State, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, Washington and USC was, that should have been the conference championship game. They never should have changed the rules. So, fuck this, con- I'm sorry to WSU, but fuck this conference. At least the Big Ten makes good decisions. Yeah, the Mich- Michigan State game's on fucking Peacock. Like, that sucks. Um, but for the most part, they make good business decisions, and that's what you want to you want to be in that conference. So yeah, even that's, though, what I keep, if, that's what I keep saying. This, the, this conference yeah. has done nothing to help Washington. Nothing. I, mean, I, I will. In I will say, like, let's, years. 
Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, let's say the Big Ten doesn't actually want Washington or Oregon or whatever. Go to the fucking Big 12 then. At least the Big 12 is going and getting, like, uh, uh, they're getting, like, good, at least they brought in good football schools. They brought in, like, Cincinnati, UCF, uh, BYU. I mean, they're bringing in good football programs. Like, you're still going to get good football matchups. Like, don't Mm -hmm. stay in this limp-dick conference no, no, nobody in Seattle wants to play fucking Arizona and Colorado. I'm sorry. They're just – nobody's getting up for that. It's, it's always been and, that way. And the Big Ten's making all these moves. The Big 12's making all these moves. The SEC's making all these moves. And then we've just been, we've just been sitting here doing nothing that, for two-plus years, three-plus years now. Yeah. I, I follow nothing. one of those bullshit YouTube shows where they're talking about all the realignment rumors and stuff. And I, I heard, uh, I, I heard that Washington, they, they were saying Washington was talking to the big 10 and the big 12. And I was just like, thank God, dude, just don't stay in this conference. Like you're going to, this conference is going to turn into a limp dick, like San Diego state, UNLV, WS, you know, I just, it, it, we we we're 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 too good for that kind of shit. It's basically so, the Titanic going down, and are you gonna you know go down with the ship? Or are you gonna try to get on one of those lifeboats? Yeah. So. Yeah. So I don't know if we were that upbeat today or not, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um. I'm hearing some background stuff. Anyway, so any last thoughts from you guys? Then I'll get to editing here. Just hopefully by the time you do your next podcast, hopefully we get an announcement that Oregon and Washington are going to the Big Ten. Let's hope. We'd have to look at the timeline of when USC and UCLA announced. I, I think the Memorial Day year? thing, I think the deadline was maybe kind of dumb. I think it should be more, if there's going to be an announcement, it probably would happen later this month or July. But I, I, I didn't, I never understood the, I never understood the narrative that they were going to like, you know, slide this announcement in on a three day weekend or something that always kind of sounded stupid anyways. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. It was July 1st when they made the announcement last year. Okay, so we got another month. That USC and UCLA were leaving. Yeah. Yeah, that was a July 1st deadline of when they had to announce. Whatever. I don't don't hate them for doing it. I I don't hate them. What? what, what I don't hate them. I just, well, it's, I, it's I like the original to... Pac-10. I mean, right. I, I hate them for doing it because I like the original Pac-10. Fuck Utah and Colorado. I, I like the original, you know, the West Coast Conference. Um, I kind of hate them for uh, for breaking that up. But, you know, like I said, hopefully we uh, we play them in UCLA every year anyways. Uh, Colorado, I think Colorado made a, like a, like a panicked decision, you know, 
because Nebraska left for the Big Ten and Colorado was like, oh, yeah. you know, Big 12 is something, you know, Big 12 is going to dissolve or, you know, they just made some stupid, irrational decision, you know. And they bought into Larry Scott's bullshit, too. They they thought they were going to make a bunch of money off the Pac-12 network, too. Well, he had some other, you know, he's Larry was was running a Ponzi scheme and he had he had some charlatans working for him. Like Bill Moose was a massive, you know, uh, mm. bag holder for Larry Scott, you know. He was constantly pumping up the network and what the network's going to be and and all the money that's going to generate and all this that, stuff and I mean, as yeah. a as a Pac-12 fan, like, yeah, it's awesome, you know, Pac-12 Washington having a channel dedicated to just your school and, and you know, one other school. But, I, I mean, the presidents, how, how dumb do you have to be to go look at, like, oh, so there's going to be six channels playing Olympic sports. Like, I, how dumb do you have to be to think that that's going to make as much money as he promised? I was going to say about an hour ago when you guys were talking about that, it was like, how many times in the past few years do you remember, like, oh, it's a Saturday morning, the Huskies don't play till 7 p.m., and you start doing channel surfing in the mid-morning, and then you, you go to the Pac-12 network, and you're seeing uh, you see Stanford versus San Jose State soccer. You know? <laughs> oh, Yeah, I, mean, like, I want to love it. I'm a giant Pac-12 sycophant. Like, I, I want to love it, but, yeah, I, I go skim uh, Comcast, and I go see, oh, hey, we got a – Cal's, uh, you know, Cal's women's, uh, you know, Cal's women's rugby against Utah. So, like, it's it's just stupid. And that's the main channel, too. The main channel is playing this kind of stuff. It should just be 24 – it should be 90% football. Like, yeah. the remaining, like, 8% should be basketball. I don't care if it's women's basketball or men's basketball, but it should be, like, 2% two per, two of it. One channel and 2% of it is the Olympic sports. And I, I love – I love rowing. I, I love I love some of the Olympic sports, but it's just I just don't. I mean, I, I heard a rumor that I, I heard a rumor that the presidents were like they 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 weren't even uh, expecting it to be this like money making thing. They were just you know oh it's just going to be a great showcase for our student athletes and stuff. And it's just, I'm sorry, it's mm-hmm. just nobody wants to watch that. Like put it on put it on the internet. They can go watch it on the internet, but like. Just it was just the, again. It's an HBO comedy. It's just it's an episode of fucking Veep. It's just it's just a terrible idea. And then obviously all the jokes with uh, you know having the the studio in downtown San Francisco and oh we're 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 two blocks from Comcast. We're we're this we're this big swinging dick tech company now. Like it just the whole thing was just a total just coked out business entrepreneur, just dumbass plan. And I can't believe that, you know, look at the other conferences, the other conferences, like even the ones that have networks, they're conservative and letting the, uh, they're letting the, the sports network, they're letting the people who know what they're doing run their conference network. They're, they're not letting a women's tennis, like wannabe tech mogul running their stuff. It just, right. I don't know. I, we went, 2016 we went, when Washington was playing USC, I saw Larry Scott walking across Red Square, and I just remember he, he just looks like the biggest wannabe 
just, you know, the, just the biggest fucking wannabe Elon Musk type of dude. He just, yeah. Well, he, he lived the life. He got all the money. <laughs> Pac-12 yeah. tried, to go, tried to go big government. Yeah. Or, or whatever their version but, of big time was. They, they obviously bought whatever he was selling. He must have, you know, just in the same way that Sark can bamboozle anybody in an interview, Larry Scott must have been fantastic during the interview. Yeah, I don't even blame him. I blame the presidents, like like I oh, think absolutely. Joey was saying, like Wazoo's president, Oregon State's president, I think Arizona State, I think those three guys stuck up for him, like, the entire time, even as he was running it into the ground. It's like, oh, yeah, we didn't get direct TV, but he's still the guy, like, just embarrassing. So on that note, I think I'll get to editing here, because i got to be somewhere at noon, right. so... So, uh, hey, thanks for joining us. We'll have you on again, and uh, appreciate you being on. And yeah, uh, Thank you very much for of, having me. It was it was a lot of fun. And we had uh, Dougals pop in and pop out. Willie popped in a couple of times and popped out. It's feeling like a halfway house here, but this is our little That's podcast. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, uh, good talking with both of you guys, and we'll talk real soon. All right. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, bye-bye. Hey, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level of cyber peyote, peyote come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to read that one, but... <laughs>